Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Well, uh, we are in just over halfway of our detox series. Have we been enjoying our detox series? And the whole idea behind this series, we got together as a team and wanted to start the year fresh. And we said, God, what... What does this year hold? God said lots of good things, but we need to start the year just detoxing, get a, getting rid of all the toxic things that are in our lives that we've de- been developing over 10 years, over 20 years, over the last two weeks, whatever it is, and just get it out of our system. Start fresh so God can do something incredible this year. So we're halfway through, we're getting there, we're still detoxing, but God's doing great things. I actually had a lot to eat over December. Fun fact for you. And so this week, I actually did a two-day food fast. Not the spiritual kind. I just said, man, I'm feeling full and I need to detox. And so for two whole days, I didn't eat anything. That was tough. (laughs) I struggled. It was tough. All I could drink was tea and water. I had some black coffee at times. I don't know if that's cheating or not, but I feel good. I feel good right here. I I lost 10 kilos. I'm feeling great. So that's what we're doing. Our faith's going forward. We're going to detox, amen? Awesome. Father, I just want to thank you right now. Do something in our hearts. God, do something in our lives. God, there are things that only you can do. There are things that only you can do, mighty God, and we thank you that you can do that now in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. There are certain types of goggles that you can buy in this world. Anyone got a pool? There are certain types of goggles you can buy in this world. Often the goggles we get are the ones that just cover our face and you strap it around your head and they're just... But then there is the other type. Like when you're a serious backyard pool scuba diver, you get the big ones, right? And they're chunky, they're heavy. They not only cover your eyes, but your forehead as well, your nose, everything. And so when we were younger, my brother and I, we, we had a pool and... There was one pair of these green goggles. Two brothers, one pair of goggles. Didn't make sense to me either. But we had to share these goggles often. And so one time my brother had these goggles on right. And we were playing a game of Marco Polo. Nice friendly game, yeah? You would think. And so we're playing and I'm it. So I've got my eyes closed trying to find him and a couple of my other mates. And I'm going, Marco Polo, Marco Polo, to the point where I actually um, tag him. And so I've tagged him. And what usually happens is when you get tagged, you become it. So I've tagged my brother, right? And he's come up from the water. He's taken the goggles off his head. I'm expecting to receive them because now he's it. And he's about a meter away and he's gone and pegged them at the right side of my face. (laughs) Hit me right there. I've got a scar. And if you know when you start bleeding in water, your hair's wet, your face is wet, the water actually accentuates the bleeding. So I've got this tiny cut. Yeah, because water's dripping down my face. It's catching the blood and there's blood all over my face. It's running down. I start crying, freaking out. He starts crying. Everyone's crying and freaking out. It looks like I'm about to die. Jump out of the water. Mum comes over. Oh, what's wrong? Just gets the towel, wipes it away. This tiny little cut cleans me up, you know, gets me all better. And then I'm just there waiting. I'm getting ready for what mum's going to do to him. 
because I need revenge. <laughs> he deserves to pay for what he did. <laughs> and I'm waiting there, getting ready. I'm actually excited about what's about to happen. I was crazy as a kid. This is a true story. Younger brother syndrome, kid gets away with murder. And so I'm there like, what are you talking about? This kid, he hurt me. He, 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 I didn't deserve anything of it. I was more upset with my mum than I was at him. <laughs> to this day, I've forgiven him for hitting me, but to this day, <laughs> I've held on to that my whole life. You ask our family, it's a running joke in our family that he gets away with everything and I've got a story to prove it, the goggles. <laughs> but the reality is I honestly held on to that as trivial and as silly as it might sound, that is something I held on to for 20 years now. And there are some dramas in our life, there are some things that you and I are holding on to that it's time to let go of. That it's time to detox, that it's time to let it get it out of our system, start fresh, so God can do something in our lives. Amen? When we come around this word, detox your drama, we can think of this word that our drama is like, oh, so dramatic, and it's, it's all Hollywood, Netflix, you know, the bold and the beautiful. Something's always going on. It's always over the top, melodramatic, so to speak. But the reality is there is drama in our lives and in our hearts that God wants us to deal with. God wants us to work it out. The forgiveness and the unforgiveness of others, of, of, of ourselves, that God wants us to work with. And I tell you what, if we can have a moment today where we just stand before God and say, God, I want to get this out of my life. God, I want to detox. God, I want to move forward free. I want to move forward forgiven. I want to forgive others. God is going to do great things in this place. I want to read a scripture to you. It starts in Matthew chapter 5. Verse 21, it says this. You are familiar with the command to the ancients. Do not murder. I'm telling you that anyone who is so much as angry with a brother or a sister is guilty of murder. Wow. Carelessly call a brother an idiot and you just might find yourself holding to court. Thoughtlessly yell stupid at a sister and you are on the brink of hell's fire. The simple moral fact is that words kill. Let me go on a little bit more. This is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter a place of worship. So in other words, if you're coming before God and are about to make an offering, are about to pray a prayer, prayer, are about to ask God for something, yet you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you. It says right here, abandon your offering, leave immediately, go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then come back and work things out with God. Here's a point in time where someone is coming to God doing a good thing about to worship God, about to offer something to God, about to pray to God, yet God is saying, just hold it right there for a minute, go and detox. Hold it right there for a minute, you need to sort out the drama. You need to sort out the unforgiveness in your life. Oh, you, you might think that, oh God, that's pretty harsh. I just, I just wanna pray for protection over my family. I just need a, to, to believe in faith. I just need some help financially because I'm struggling. God's saying, I wanna answer that prayer. I will answer that prayer. But what I need you to do is sort out the things and the unforgiveness that's going out on in your life. See, the truth is that unforgiveness holds us back. The truth is that God wants to take you forward. He has good things for your life. 
He wants you to go forward 100 miles an hour, but the unforgiveness in our hearts holds us back. And so I picture it like this. We come to God asking for good things. Yet the unforgiveness, yet the drama in our life is something that holds us back. And so we're there coming to God, praying. We're coming to God with our gifts and talents. We're coming to God with the things that He's got for us, except we're being held back. Because in that moment in time where we're saying, God, I need something from you, we're tied up. And you wanna raise your hands to pray, but God, but you've got the drama in your life. This is a positive message because we're detoxing by the scripture. Jesus, God, I just need you to sort out the drama in your life. But God, I wanna just sort out the drama in you. But God, I need to go and forgive. And so we get this picture of an amazing God wanting to pour it into lives, but unfortunately our hands are tied. And we're here, we're trying to come to God and we're, we're, we've got these ugly, fluoro green and orange that doesn't match with anything, <laughs> tying us, weighing us. All God wants to do is take us forward, but the unforgiveness in our lives holds us back. And it might, I definitely don't think it's a physical rope, a physical chain, but inside our hearts, God, something so dear to God's heart is that His people live at peace, that people live with forgiveness and that God can take us forward. We come to God, God, speak to me. God, move in my life. God, give me opportunity. He's saying, go and forgive. Go and detox the drama. Go and ask that person for forgiveness. Go and give that person forgiveness. Go and sort it out. Mark 11, uh, verse 22, it says this. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything. Yeah. Let's just pause there. How good is God? Yeah. Come on, pray. Amen. Ask Him. He wants to help you. He wants to be a part of your life. Yeah. That's why I urge you, pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large, including everything as you embrace this God life and you'll get God's everything. Amazing. And when you assume this posture of prayer, remember that it's not all asking. If you have anything against someone, forgive. If you have anything against someone, forgive. Only then will your heavenly Father be inclined also to wipe your slate clean of sins. It's powerful, isn't it? God wants to give us everything, but a big part of that is forgiving and moving on. Why is God making such a big deal about this? Because He knows how you're created. He knows how our heart and our soul are wired and He knows that we need to be free of anger, of grudges, of guilt, so that God can take us forward. But this person did this to me. This person said this, but they broke a promise. But this person hurt me. Or maybe it's, you need to ask someone for forgiveness. You know that you've wronged someone. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. All I see is that we're coming to God, and, but that person hurt me. That may be true, but you're just chaining yourself. But that person broke a promise. That may be true, but all you're doing is chaining yourself. It was true what I said about them. Regardless, you still need to ask for forgiveness. And we come to God thinking we're, we're free and we're, we're, we're ready to talk. But before you know it, you've got one rope. You've got two ropes of unforgiveness, of anger, of holding a grudge and we're 
The third rope comes of, before we know, we find ourselves distant from God. God's speaking to us and saying, come on, set yourself free. It's time to forgive and move on. You know, I know this is kind of, it's a challenging one. Trust me, because it's, it's wrestling with our inner, inner strength and our, our inner demons. But I promise you the way forward is to let God in and let go of some stuff that's going on. Whether you're a, you've been a kid or a teenager or you are a parent right now, have you ever said or heard someone say, get in that room and don't come out till you've sorted it out? I don't wanna hear it. Go. I grew up with just me and my brother, so often it was go. There's no pancakes, there's no movies. I'm not taking you to basketball, there's nothing. I'm saying, get in a room and sort it out. And sometimes I feel like that's, that's God. Loving Father, hey, get in a room and sort it out. So we can pray about it. God, this, God, hey, a lot of our problems on earth, a lot of the doors God wants to open on earth can be sorted out by just getting in a room and sorted out. I don't talk about God having a punch on. <laughs> Maybe you need to get in a room by yourself and just pray to God, what is on my heart? What do I need to release? Or call someone up and ask for that figure. I don't know, but I feel like God's saying, hey, we're gonna move forward 100 miles an hour, but just get in a room and sort it out. And we'll move forward. God will do good things. God's plan and His purpose for your life is all about people. The opportunities God's gonna bring you, the business God's gonna bring you, the family, the, the husband or the wife, the, the things, the, the richest things of life revolve around people. And if you've just got this spirit of unforgiveness, if we've got this spirit of unforgiveness rivaling up in our heart, it's gonna be hard for God to move. So right now I would love us just to kind of reflect for a moment and just kind of think about where we're at in life. And, and you might be going through different stages of, of understanding what forgiveness looks like. Some of us may not have even understood God's forgiveness toward you. We might be at that point where like, I don't really understand forgiveness. I've never received forgiveness. I'm in church for the first time. I've never even heard that God wants to forgive me. That could be where you're at on your journey. Some of you might be at a place where you're like, I know I've got to forgive people. I know I've just got to let go of the pain and the hurt because it's only holding me back. Some of you are going to find a world of freedom by calling somebody up this week and saying, hey, I just need to apologise for what I did whether it was last week, 20 years ago, but come on, just start to think, open your heart, start to let God speak into your life. God, what do I need? Where do I need to go? What unforgiveness do you want me to unchain? Amen? Amen. You know, the most important thing in life is knowing God's forgiveness. So important we forgive each other. It's so important that we forgive ourselves. But the most important thing I promise you is knowing the forgiveness that God has for you. You know what? Because to forgive, to forgive others, we first need to understand forgiveness. Does that make sense? Before we can truly forgive another person, we need to know what that looks like. We need to know how it works. For example, before I can give you some money, I have to have some money. I have to receive some money. Before I can teach something, I have to learn it. Before I can breathe out, is this making sense? I have to, before I can learn to forgive, I need to receive that forgiveness from Jesus. We need to receive that forgiveness from God. Luke chapter seven says is Therefore, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. 
For who is forgiven a lot by God will be able to forgive others a lot. For who is loved and understands the love of God a lot, he's able to take that then and love others. I think the reason why we struggle with unforgiveness and obviously it's an epidemic in people's lives is because we don't understand the grace, the love, the freedom, the forgiveness that God has for us first. Ephesians chapter four, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one, one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. God's saying, I've forgiven you. I've shown you what it looks like. I've shown you how it's done. Now let's do it. It's kind of like the balls in your court. Now Jesus did everything he could do. He died on a cross. There's not too much more he can do to show us what forgiveness looks like. And I'm excited today because maybe some of us for the first time are gonna just know God's forgiveness. Some of us are gonna relive that that. That time maybe where you felt God's forgiveness, but you've just maybe, I don't know, forgotten a little bit about what it, what it feels like, what it looks like. Today we're detoxing and God is going to do something great. Colossians 3.13 says this, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. It's as plain as simple as that, but it's encouraging because God's leading the way, setting the example, just as, even as Christ forgave you, just as Christ, do it like Christ forgave you. So many people are like, I don't even fully understand what Christ did for me. Well, let me tell you, John 3, 16, probably one of the most famous scriptures ever, but it doesn't matter. It's so powerful and it's so true. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son to die on a cross so we could be free from sin. That's how powerful that is. Sometimes we get, oh, John 3.16, throw it out there like it's nothing, but it's so powerful because it shows us the roadmap of forgiveness. In fact, when Jesus, you can get excited about this, the fact that Jesus, when He was on the cross and He was dying and they had nails in His hands, crown of thorns on His heads, the thing He said was, Father, forgive them. On the, Father, forgive them. That's how, I mean, he was being bashed and hung on a cross, yet all he could think about was forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're hurting me. They don't know what they're doing. At Romans 8, 38, for I am convinced, this is the grace of God, that neither life nor death, angels or demons, the present, past or future, nothing in this whole world can separate us from the love of God. I could go on and on and on, but the forgiveness of God is here. It's for you. He wants to lavish it all upon you, but He wants to show us the roadmap. Amen? God is so good. He's so good. Has anyone ever seen the movie Billy Madison? Come on, show of hands if you've seen the movie Billy Madison. Some people got two hands up. One of the greatest movies of all time. Don't worry about Titanic, Billy Madison. And short synopsis of the, the movie, he, he's a grown man. He's not educated enough take over his dad's company. So he goes back to school. When he was in high school, he was the bully. Now he's gone back, he's getting bullied. So here's this, this Billy Madison guy, Adam Sandler, finally understanding what it's like to have pain and be hurt by somebody. And so what he does, he has this moment that I'm hoping we can have today of emotional clarity and of emotional intelligence where he starts to ring up all the people he's hurt in high school and starts to ask for forgiveness. 
And so he picks up the phone, starts calling people back and asking for forgiveness. And he, he calls them and these people are just like blown away. Straight away, they just say, yeah. And this is a comedy movie. It's not even a, like a rom-com or a drama or anything. This is a comedy. And one guy, he sits, he's lying on the couch and he gets up and he's just bamboozled. But you can actually see the guy has been set free. Because Billy Madison asked for forgiveness. He set that guy free. It's powerful. Just one conversation can cure a world of hurt. Just one moment of asking for forgiveness can cure a world of pain. The, the truth is though, that at that time, Billy got free as well. He asked for that forgiveness and you just see the joy and the happiness and the freedom that came in his life. It's not like he had to let go. It's not like he had to ask for God for forgiveness. He just had to ask for that person's forgiveness. And the amazing thing is, was that he just, it, it changed his life. We've got any Friends fans out there? Joey Tribbiani? Another moment of emotional clarity for Joey. And I'm really hoping we have a little bit more of an emotional IQ than Joey here today. But there's this scene where uh, I think Chandler kisses his girlfriend and he's, he, he holds the grudge, he unforgives him. You guys have seen it. He makes him sit in the box for like at Thanksgiving. It's pretty funny. And... Joey finally understands what it's like to be hurt and have that pain in his life. But in that moment, he takes a moment, he reflects and he realises that he needs to ask other people for forgiveness. He's holding on to something himself. He's got something he needs to let go of. He's got someone he needs to forgive. But the way he went about it was he started calling up, I think it was a lot of his ex-girlfriends, a lot of the people he's hurt in the past. Hey, I just wanna say, I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm not calling you back, standing you up. And I want to ask for forgiveness. And in Friends, it's obviously a funny moment and a funny scene, but it makes the point that there is so much freedom set for both parties when we just apologize. When we just take this journey of unforgiveness, getting it from God, receiving it from God, but also, sorry, also manning up and asking for forgiveness from others. There is so much power in it. You know, a couple of weeks back, I actually had to call someone up and apologize. Um, I'll leave names out of it, but at one of our young adults' pool parties, I pushed a kid in the pool. We make mistakes. We're having a bit of fun. Can I be real here today? You guys want me to be real? And it's not like I kidnapped the guy or anything, but a few of us were like, get in the pool, man. It's like, no, I want to get in the pool. Get in the pool, it's pool. Get in the pool, get in the pool. So we just got him to him in the pool. And the night went on and we didn't really think anything, but... I found out maybe a week or so later that that guy actually got embarrassed. And what I'd done hurt him, and it wasn't anything significant, no major trauma, but it was something that could have set in his heart. Something he could have kept in his heart and he needed to forgive me. But more importantly, I was the one that needed to man up and ask for forgiveness. And at that moment, I didn't say, it was just a bit of fun. Don't worry about it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm 26, he's 18, don't worry about it, he'll be fine. Oh, well, 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 I could have done anything like that. But you know what? God just said to me, just ring up, just apologise, that's the right thing to do. Because what God saw was some ropes starting to tie people up, yeah? yeah. What God saw was something starting to, to fester. What God saw, and I know it might be just something so small like that, but I saw my apology. In fact, face to face, just set him free. 
And you might think, yeah, he should have got it over. Don't worry about it, but I just saw it set him free. And there are people in our lives that I want to encourage us. And this is a part of the detox. Day one, day two, don't know what day we're at, day three. But it's a part of the detox of the drama of the unforgiveness. Let's make it right with people. Because that's what God would love us to do, make it right with people. To be honest, what's it going to cost? It might cost us some pride. But I tell you what, I can do with a little less pride. I honestly believe pride is, is not a good thing. All it's going to do is cost us some pride. But what it will cost us if we hold on to it is our walk with God. Because we read the scripture at the start, we were coming to God and God is saying, hey, it's all amazing stuff and I want to take you forward, but you need to untie. But you need to go and apologize. You need to go and talk it through. The power comes when we ask for forgiveness because God can do so much with what we're doing. Amen? Is it too late now to say sorry? Should I do it? They never let me have a mic when the worship's on. We're moving on. You can cure a world of hurt and pain just from one word. Let's detox, let's untie. A big part of this walk, a big part of this journey is giving giving forgiveness. I honestly believe that receiving forgiveness of God is, is so easy. God did all the work. All we had to do was ask. That's the easy part. And, and maybe when we need to ask others for forgiveness, it gets a little bit harder. But still, I think it's something we can really get around and we, and we can do. It does get tough when we need to let go of stuff. Because the truth is, some of us have been holding on to stuff for so long We've held it so tight. We feel like we've got a right. I'm not belittling any situation, any pain, anything that's hurt you, anything you've gone through, but I promise you, it's not taking you forward. It's not taking you forward. I want to read a story to you in Matthew. And this is Peter, uh, one of Jesus' disciples. And he comes and he asks Jesus. He says, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him. Peter goes, he chucks a wild guess out there, he goes, seven times? And Jesus goes, no. In fact, seven times 70 times, which is like a lot. 490. Seven, seven, 49, carry to zero, 490. I'm good at maths, it's all right. Don't need to applaud And so Peter asks him this question, how much should I forgive? This guy's doing it over and over again. He's done it six times. Do I need to forgive him the seventh time? Peter, yes, because he's only holding you back. He doesn't deserve your forgiveness. He did the wrong thing, but it's only holding you back. it's, It's silly to keep forgiving this guy, but it only holds you back. So God says, just keep doing it. Keep forgiving. No matter what happens, no matter what's going on, keep, keep forgiving. You know, there was a king and a man owed him 10,000. Jesus told the story, so it was 10,000 dinar. Well, let's just say dollars. And he owed him this money and the king came to collect. And the king said, you owe me $10,000 pay up. And so this man, he didn't have the money. He couldn't pay his debt. 
He'd done the wrong thing. He couldn't pay his debt. And so what the king does, he says, too bad, you have to pay. So this man gets on his knees. It's in Matthew chapter 18 and he starts to beg. He says, please, please forgive me. I'll pay it back when I have the money. Please give me some grace. I'll do what I promise. The king was so moved that he said to this man, don't worry about it. I have wiped your debt clean. I have forgiven you. It's all good. Go and be free. Awesome. So this man, he leaves the king's headquarters. He heads out and he finds a servant who in fact owes him $1,000. And right now you're thinking, oh great. What a great moment for forgiveness to flow through. But you see what this servant does, sorry, what this man does, he goes to the servant and he says, you owe me $1,000. You need to pay up. And the servant gets on his knees and he says, please, I don't have the money right now. Um, I'll get it to you. Please, please just forgive me. Give me some more time. But see what the man does, even just after being forgiven of everything by the king, he says, no, you owe me. You have to pay for what you've done. I'm not letting you off. I'm not forgiving you. And so at this point in the story, all of us are looking at this man and thinking, what? Silly. Look at what he's just been forgiven, yet he can't let go of what he's owed. But often that's us. God has forgiven us of, us of everything and anything. Wiped our slate clean. $10,000 forgiven all our debt, holds nothing against us. Yet when there's someone who owes us something, we hold it against them. We hold on to it. We keep it close. We don't forgive. We're often like that man. And the truth is we look at this story and we say he should have forgiven. He knows God's forgiveness. He, 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 should, he should have done it. But right now we need to take a look at our own lives, myself included and say, God, you have forgiven me of so much. And yes, I've been hurt. Yes, people have caused me pain. Yes, in essence, I have a right to hold on to this. But God is urging us this morning, let it go. God is urging us this morning, just let it go. You know, for so long, I was being held back by what I held in. See, when I was 12 years old, my parents got a divorce. And it's not easy for a young man, young boy, in fact. And one day I came home from school, my dad wasn't there and I didn't see him for 10 years. Just as a 12 year old boy, still just trying to learn maths and English. But the truth is I learned something else in that moment. <laughs> At that age, I learned unforgiveness. I learned how to hold a grudge. I learned how to hold things in and not let things go. The truth is, all it was doing was holding me back. Throughout my whole life, holding on. But I had every right to hold on. I was just a young boy. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't cause the pain. He should have known better. He left me. I didn't do anything. Why am I being held? Why do I need to think? Why God, why? 
and the pain I just kept inside. And so I had to go on this journey, this massive journey of forgiveness and knowing what it was like because of the, the truth is I was held, being held back from what God wanted to do in my life. The truth is that God was trying to bring good, good people into my life, good male role models, but I had trust issues because I held on to this unforgiveness. God was trying to teach me how to be a man and, and I was struggling with it. I was being held back because of what I held inside my heart. The preacher would often talk about God loves you like a father. And I was saying, well, my father didn't really love me. So my walk with God was, was being distorted. It was hard for me to truly know how much God loves me. There was so much that would start to stir up in my life because I held on. I didn't deserve the pain. I didn't deserve what had happened to me. But God took me on this journey saying, you need to forgive. Whether someone asked for it or not, whether you deserve the pain or not, the unforgiveness is there, the hurt and the pain is there. And today in this moment, God wants to take it all away. Today in this moment, God wants to bring freedom. And so I went on this journey of unforgiveness and I forgave my dad and we're good to this day. Things are great and I praise God for it. But for a long time, I was being held back. And I'm really hoping today that if I can forgive my dad, you guys can let go of some stuff too. I mean, I'm just being honest here, just talking about how it went for me, what God did for me, it set me free. Honestly, it changed my life. And I urge you, I beg you, I'm excited that today some of us are just gonna let some things go. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the pain. I don't know the torture, only you do and only God does. But today in this moment, we need to, yeah, it might be trivial. It might be something that a family member said 10 years ago, but you've held it. You've held it in. You're no longer talking to them or you treat them differently. It might be a world of pain and hurt from when you were younger. It might be something that happened in your marriage. Maybe something your kids is, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, you're going through, but in this moment, we've got to forgive. We've got to let it go and we've got to let God take us forward. Let's no longer be held back by what we're holding in. So I would love it in this moment, if maybe we can just stand to our feet, that'd be awesome. And the worship team is gonna come and join me. And we're gonna have a, a moment of emotional clarity. I really believe God is gonna speak into it, the depths of our heart, the depths of, of our minds. And I don't really want you to worry about the person next to you or to the right. God is just gonna do something in your life. I, I don't even know. God is just gonna do something. You might be at that stage where you said, I really need to let something go. I gotta forgive. You might be at the stage where you're like, I know I need to ask people for forgiveness. You might even be at the start of the journey where you don't know God's forgiveness toward you. Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. 
I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.